What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. This is going to be the bonus episode for the month of August. And to tell you the truth, I've been procrastinating sitting down and recording this episode for a little while because I really feel like my whole life for the month of August has revolved around moving. And when I looked back at my notes for this month, because I always keep notes of things that are going on, thoughts that I'm having, things that I'm moving through so that I can give you guys these bonus episodes, there was nothing in the notes (laughs) because I was just literally from the start of the month to the end, so consumed with moving. So that's where we're at. So I thought I'd give you guys a quick recap of the moving process and everything that happened when we finally arrived. There were some surprises and then I thought I'd share some advice, some things that I would tell my younger self coming out on the other side of this big transformation in my life of buying my first home and just really sinking into the manifestation and settling in and realizing where I am now and what I would tell my younger self about how to get there or how to achieve the things that you think are so far away into the future. And I'm going to share some healthy habits that I'm working on getting back into because over the last couple weeks, especially with the move and even months like leading up to it, my healthy routines have just kind of been all over the place. Some weeks I'm really on it and then it'll be like a week or two or three where everything just goes out the window because there's so much going on. So I love that we're getting into Virgo season now and Virgo season is always like a second new year for me. It also is, you know, going into September, which is like that back to school vibe where you kind of just feel like the year is commencing or like beginning in some respect even though the calendar year is not beginning it's actually getting close to coming to an end but you get what I'm saying like Virgo season is always just kind of like fresh start refocusing on healthy habits routines who you want to be so that's the headspace that I'm in so I figured I'd share some of that with you so let's dive in welcome to the makeshift happen podcast I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go make shift happen. I hosted the Lionsgate Abundance Activation Workshop for any of you guys that came. That was obviously on 8-8. And then literally the next day, we woke up and we drove 12 hours to get to South Florida. And we stayed two nights in a hotel while we were waiting to close on the condo. So then on the 10th, I went to the bank and actually paid for everything. So that was an exciting day. And then on the 11th, was actually when we closed and we got the keys and we slept our first night in the condo on a blow-up mattress that we thought was queen size but it's actually like a full 
size bed. So if you're familiar with like American size beds, like that's kind of like a kid's bed. (laughs) And both of us had to sleep on it. We were so close together. At first, we didn't think that we were both going to fit on it. That like I was going to have to sleep at Jaime's feet and he was going to have to sleep at my feet. You know, when you like your heads are on opposite ends so that there's more space for both of your shoulders. Um, so it was a tight squeeze on the blow up mattress, but it's all, it's part of the fun of like camping out and just, yeah, moving and it, there's a vibe. We ate frozen pizzas cause we had nothing in the house and I don't know, it was kind of cute. <laughs> and then what ended up happening was we actually couldn't stay here because we realized that, so we'd never seen the place in person before we bought it. That's just like context to give for this so we obviously saw it like over facetime we knew that there were popcorn ceilings but we'd never seen them really close up like with our own eyes so when we got here we're like ugh, you know these are really fugly and they're kind of dirty so if if we don't remove them we're definitely gonna have to repaint them and so then we just decided you know what let's try our best to find someone who can get in here ASAP and take this off and just give us regular ceilings. So for that job, we miraculously met some guy at Lowe's at like the hardware store who knew, had a contact of somebody that he knows that does this kind of stuff, called that guy and was like, yeah, we can start tomorrow, which is unheard of. Like the other companies that I was calling, they're like, we could start in two weeks. I'm like, okay, I moved all of my stuff down here and I have to start living here. Like I can't just be living in a hotel for a month while I first of all wait for you to start this project and then actually do the project. So it was pretty much like a miracle that we found these people that could start doing the ceilings right away because we had no plans of actually doing that before we got down here. Had we known we were always going to do that to the ceilings, we would have planned for that before we actually drove down but you know you roll with the punches and do what you can do so the next day we actually had to go back to a hotel and stay for almost a week while they did the whole ceiling process because it's really messy super dusty they spray all the ceilings with water and then they scrape all the shit off and there's dust and paint and just shit basically everywhere so I had to postpone all of my furniture deliveries which I was so excited for Um, we had our bed and the couch coming but they were going to come in the middle of when they were doing the ceilings so I had to push all of that back so we had no furniture and then while they were doing the ceilings um, Jaime and I basically just had three straight days of non-stop shopping and buying house stuff like when I say all day every day I literally mean we would wake up in the morning get ready leave the hotel go from store to store to store to store to store to store to store and then it would be like 10 p.m before we went to bed at night and mind you we had nowhere to put a lot of this stuff because the whole house was a mess so we were like shoving everything into the shower (laughs) inside the bathroom and closing the shower doors so that like no dust or paint would get in there we have like a small storage unit that we were putting some stuff in but it was just like a crazy couple of days non-stop shopping and then finally my parents arrived and that's when all of the hard labor began so 
a storm actually stayed w- stayed back with my parents um, and they drove him down because we had so much stuff in our car that we couldn't fit him. And so he drove down with them and they also had like the rest of our suitcases and boxes and the rest of our stuff. So they got here. We were reunited with Storm, which was awesome. But then we had to navigate renovating the whole place and painting everything and shopping and going out to eat with the dog. So Storm just basically came with us everywhere and he was so good during the whole process. We would work on the apartment all day for four full days, like literally from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. We would just be in here cleaning everything, deep cleaning, vacuuming, scrubbing, all the windows, all the walls. Everything had to get taped. Everything had to get painted. It was like a lot of work and he was just chilling the whole time. He didn't touch any of the walls, which I was worried about. I'm like, he's going to rub up against the wet paint walls and then what are we going to do? But everything miraculously just seemed to work out. And we actually made so much more progress than we ever thought was going to be possible in the four days that my parents were here to help us. Thank God for parents that are so loving and generous and selfless and willing to literally drive 12 hours to just work from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. straight for four days. Like we didn't do anything fun. My mom brought bathing suits. She brought cute outfits to go out to dinner. We literally didn't do anything. We, I took her to the beach like one night to walk on the sand with the sunset. And then it was just back to work. <laughs> like it was, and then they had to drive 12 hours to go back home. Like, wow, that is, that is love. If I've learned anything, that is love. So we basically had to deep clean everything because when we got here, we realized that this tenant who was living here was so much dirtier than we expected. Like the place was exactly as we saw in the photos. There wasn't any like major issues, but it was just dirty, you know, like we were finding her hairs everywhere. Like her hair was literally stuck to the back of the bathroom door, like just stuck to the door, like long black hairs, like so gross and when I say deep clean I really mean deep clean like I was with q-tips like scraping what looked like the most disgusting like earwax it wasn't earwax but it was like a combination of like grease and dried foods from like all the crevices of the stove and oh my god it was just it was foul so hard work hard labor every day for four days from 9 a.m to 10 p.m to get this place cleaned up and repainted and looking brand new so we finally moved in for real on Friday a week ago okay so a week from when I'm recording this on Friday the 19th we moved in and we went to the store and got a mattress for our guest bedroom because our bed wasn't scheduled to be delivered for another couple of days So we had like five days where we were going to have no bed. So we had to go get the guest bedroom mattress and then we just put it on the floor and we slept on the guest bedroom mattress for five nights, (laughs) which honestly was like cozy and kind of a vibe. I liked it, but our bed and our couch finally arrived a few days ago, which is so exciting because for the longest time we had nowhere to sit. And when I mean nowhere, like legitimately nowhere, we have no stools, We have no kitchen, like dining table. We have no dining chairs. We had no couch. We had no beds. 
Like we had literally, there was not a chair in the place. And I remember like a couple of times I would come out of the office room and I wouldn't see Jaime anywhere. So I'd be like, babe, where are you? And he'd be like, I'm over here. And I just hear his voice coming from like the bathroom on the other side of the house. And he's just sitting on the toilet because there's literally nowhere else to sit down. Just sitting on the toilet. We ate all of our meals standing up. Well, we're still eating our meals standing up because even though the couch is here, we're not going to eat on the couch because it's brand new and it's like white and we're just afraid to. So yeah, we've been eating all of our meals standing up, which is not a vibe, but things are coming along. You know, it's all part of the process and it's been really, really fun. And now that we have some, some furniture in here, it's starting to kind of like, I can see it becoming more of a home and kind of like piecing everything together. So I'm settling into the manifestation and going on morning beach walks, which is so amazing because I can't even tell you the amount of times that I visualized myself like having morning beach walks, just walking on the beach in the morning. And I don't know why that was like such a big deal for me, like such an important thing. Like some people aren't like really beach people and they probably don't care as much, but like in all of my visualizations of my higher self, my future self, my next level life, like whatever you want to call it, it was always, it's always been me walking on the beach. Like that has always been a scene in all the visualizations is me walking on a beach. So when I was on my morning beach walk the other day, I was just like, oh my God, this is so wild. It's one of those moments where when you manifest something and you're finally experiencing it for real in your real life and you have that kind of like deja vu of like also remembering exactly what it looked like in the visualizations and you're like holy shit like this is it like I created this picture in my mind and now I'm living it like yeah I can't describe it but you get what I'm saying. If you've ever manifested something, it's that pinch me moment of like, holy shit, you know, when you talk about creating something in your mind and then holding it in your hands, when you actually experience that and you're like, this legitimately came straight from my brain. Like my brain turned this into a physical thing that I could touch, hold, see, or experience. It's wild. It's so fucking wild. And it just, it shocks me how much has really changed in the last three years. Like when our couch arrived the other day, it's so, it's massive. It's like a huge sectional. It's so beautiful. It's so soft and cozy. I, uh, I'm obsessed with it. And when it arrived, I was just like, do you remember the last couch that we bought? Like the last couch that Jaime and I bought was this little shitty brown pullout couch that I think we got for like $400. And we got it from this like back alley, like random family owned small furniture store from like kind of like a sketchy neighborhood in Madrid. Like... It was like such a discount buy because we didn't have thousands of dollars to spend on a couch for our apartment at that time. And we only had one bedroom. So 
we needed it to be a pullout in case anyone came to visit us. So the best that we could do was this little shitty brown pullout couch. And it was like $400. And we hated that couch. Like we barely even used it. It turned into like where the dog would sleep. And it was honestly just full of dog hairs all the time because it was, it just wasn't comfortable. You couldn't lay down on it. Like it only had basically like two seats. You know how there's like different seats, like different couch cushions. They count them as seats when you're buying it. It was only like a two seater. So it wasn't really long enough to really like fully lay down and extend your legs. We just hated it. And we would always joke about how much we hated that couch and we never got a new one, which is funny. Maybe there was a part of me that knew that we weren't going to be there forever. And I would just get my dream couch when I got to the next place. And then our, our TV, our TV in uh, Madrid was just this tiny little bedroom TV that we stole off of Jaime's dresser in his parents' house, like in his bedroom in his parents' house. He had this little TV on top of the dresser and we took it. (laughs) I mean, they knew we took it. We didn't steal it, steal it, but we took it and we're like, oh, this will just be temporary, you know, until we get like a better, bigger TV. And then we just never got a better, bigger TV. So we just had this like tiny TV for six years. (laughs) Well, I guess we weren't in that apartment for six years, but yeah, it was probably like four years that we had a couch that we hated and a tiny little shitty TV. And so it's just like thinking about how much has really changed in the last three years. It's, it's so crazy. And so that kind of brings me to, you know, some things that if I could tell my younger self anything, what would I say? Because I've been doing a lot of reflection. It's hard not to when you're just living inside of one of the biggest manifestations of your life. You're so aware of like where you came from and how you got here and all the steps that it took and how different everything is now. So I've been in deep self-reflection And so when I was sitting down to think about what I wanted to share with you guys in this episode, obviously wanted to give you all the updates um, because it was impossible to really share too much when we were in the process of renovating and moving. There's just so much happening. So I wanted to give you the recap, um, but also bring bring some meaning to it or bring some value. And so as I was reflecting, I just thought, you know, knowing what I know now and being where I am now and witnessing what's been possible for me over the last three years, you know, quitting my job, building a multiple six-figure coaching business, working for myself, manifesting my dream beach condo. So many things have fallen into place and it's happened rather quickly. You know, like I think sometimes we we throw our dreams so far out into the future that we make them seem we make them seem like some days and when you make your dreams seem like just a someday vision it doesn't require you to actually move as quickly or as boldly because if you believe that it's going to take you 5 10 20 years to achieve the things that you're desiring then you don't really need to do anything different today. You don't need to start being different right now. You can just wait a little while. And so I think 
one of the biggest things that I've learned in this process is act like your dreams are possible and that they're possible right now because that will make you move in a way that will bring them to life much faster than if you keep throwing them out, casting them out into the future a year, two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it is. By believing that things are so far out in the future for you, you're giving yourself permission to stay in inaction. You're giving yourself permission to not need to make radical change right now. You're giving yourself permission to stay small, to keep learning, to just study a little bit more or wait a little bit longer or feel like you have more information Like there's so many ways in which we lie to ourselves to help us stay exactly where we are. Whereas if you were to believe the dream life, business, relationship, home, bank account, whatever it is that you're cultivating is available to me right now or in a year's time or in two years time, you would move towards that differently than if you believed it was 5, 10, 20 years away, right? Because it feels more urgent. And so I think there's no no harm in believing that you can achieve things faster than what the world tells you. Because even if you don't achieve it in that time period, let's say you're like, okay, I could build my dream business in a year. And maybe a year goes by of you really putting your heart and soul into it and taking massive action on it and investing in it and putting it, bringing it to the forefront of your life and making it a huge part of who you are and your mission and what you're doing. And it's a super, it's a super big priority for you, right? For that full year. And by the end of the year, you feel like "Mm, it's not, it's not fully where I thought it would be by, by the year mark, right? The thing is, you still made so much more progress than you would have if you were building that business as if it were a side hustle or as if it were something that hopefully eventually someday maybe could turn into something. Like the vibes are so different. When you act like your dreams are important and you act like they're possible and you act like they could happen faster than you think, you move differently. And that's such an important piece of this puzzle. I really believe that the reason why I've been able to create what I've been able to create in this amount of time is because I am always taking action. Always. Like I look around and there's so many coaches and there's even women that I've had as clients and you know when they're in the coaching container or when they're actively being coached they're excited and they're like yes I'm so ready to do this I'm all in and then you just see them or rather you don't see them. They, they like disappear from social media or they're not really posting, they're not really sharing, they're not doing anything. And it sucks because if you were to take action like you knew your dreams were possible and like you knew that they could happen for you quickly, you would figure out, you would realize that it is, it is possible. And it is happening for you faster than you could have imagined. But there are so many people that I see 
that just maybe they don't want it bad enough. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is for them is they just, they're not hungry. I, I think there there is an element of creating your dream life or building a business, whatever it is for you. You know, if your goal is to buy your dream car or manifest your dream home or move to a certain country or city or attract a relationship or whatever, right? This applies across the board. But obviously from my lens of being a business coach and helping a lot of women build online businesses, this is just an example. There are a lot of people that say that they want something and then they just kind of act like if it happens, that would be great, but I'm not going to die for it. And I think there's a huge element of needing to be hungry, needing to be ambitious, needing to have the tenacity and the drive and the audaciousness to get up and keep fucking going. Like taking action all the time, making moves, investing in yourself, finding the people that have the answers, getting close to them, figuring it out, starting the project, finishing it, actually launching the thing, putting your stuff out there, telling people what you're doing, acting like it's a big deal, sharing on social media, showing up, posting. Like there's just, I think there's a, there's a lack of understanding around what it actually takes to get the things that you want out of life. And it's not about like hustle culture and, you know, wake up at 5 a.m. and, you know, never stop grinding. (laughs) But you do have to do some stuff. (laughs) And I think there's a lot of people that like want a lot of things, uh, but they're not like doing a lot of things. And it's very easy to want and lust and desire and dream about these amazing things that you could have and see other people achieving them or getting them and then being like, oh my gosh, yes, I want that. But like, what happens next? What are you doing with that information? Yeah, you want that and what? What changes? What are you going to do tomorrow differently when you wake up? What are you shifting in your life? How are you making it a priority? What is the work that you're putting in? And that's just kind of, I think, like the tough love piece of building the life that you dream of requires so much more than just dreaming about it. It Requires so much more than just listening to a podcast about how to manifest or things that are helpful or tips and tricks. Like at the end of the day, babe, you're the co-creator of your reality and you could have all the information and all the inspiration and all the tools and everything in your head. But if you're not taking that information from your head and actually applying it and sitting down and doing the work, it's not going to show up for you. This isn't like a magic show. This is real life. So I don't know. I think that's a big piece of it. And that's just kind of that's just kind of the the tough love that maybe some of us need to hear. Sometimes we do get stuck in the the dreaming and the visualizing and the manifesting phase and forget that a huge part of manifesting is fucking doing the work. It's taking action. It's making connections. It's calling people. It's hiring a coach. It's 
learning the answers, how to fast track your success. It's showing up every single day. It's getting your routines in check. It's silencing the people in your life that don't believe you. It's setting boundaries with yourself and with your work. It's, there's so much to it that goes beyond just writing in your journal or visualizing, which are both amazing tools, but they're not the whole puzzle. So anyway, that was an unexpected tangent of some tough love of, you know, how I feel like I've got here and what I see other other women in the space lacking um, when it comes to especially building businesses, but, you know, creating your dream life in any capacity. There has to be action. There has to be risk. There has to be investments. There has to be the willingness to fail. There has to be the willingness to suck, to look stupid, to lose friends, to set boundaries, to have hard conversations, to let money flow out of your bank account so that it can flow back in. Like sometimes the real truth is that people just aren't willing to do what's required. They just aren't willing to take the risk, to be in uncertainty, to feel the fear and do it anyway. So when I think about what I would tell my younger self, I have written down four things that I think I would say. And obviously, if I thought about this for longer, I could probably come up with a million. (laughs) But the first four things that came to my mind is what I'm going to share with you today. So The first one that I wrote down was, don't believe anyone who tells you to be realistic. I I really think this idea of being realistic is for people who don't have enough courage to live extraordinarily. If you really, if you want to live like an ordinary, mundane, just like average kind of Joe Schmo sort of life, which some people are really happy with, there's like no shade on that at all, then maybe being realistic is good advice for you. But most of the people listening to this podcast are people that really want to expand themselves and want to grow and want to create shit that's like unreal. You know, they want to live extraordinary existences. And in order to do that, you have to be willing to be unrealistic. You have to be willing to believe in yourself unrealistically to trust unrealistically to surrender at an unrealistic capacity there's so much about being realistic that does not support what you're trying to create or who you're trying to become so I would tell my younger self don't believe anyone who tells you to be realistic that's like the worst advice. If I would have followed that advice, I wouldn't have anything. I wouldn't have anything that I have today. Like for sure. Number two is to be willing to suck and be open to it being hard. And this is kind of what I was just speaking to you guys about. But if you're not willing for it to be hard, it like as soon as it gets like hard and you're like, oh my gosh, it's not working and you're just going to quit. Like if that's you, then of course it's not going to happen. Of course it's not going to work out. You have to be open to the journey being challenging. You have to be open to not being the best at something from the very first day. You have to be open to launching someone something and 
no, but no one buying it or posting to social media and not getting any engagement. Like you've got to be willing to, to be bad at something, to be a learner before you can be an expert. And the faster that you start that process, the quicker you are going to get to the place of actually finding your groove, knowing what works for you, feeling like an expert or an authority in your space of some kind. But if you're not willing to suck, you're just going to be sitting on the sidelines for so long until you finally feel like, oh my gosh, that ship has sailed. That opportunity passed me by. It's way too late. I can't do it now. So be willing to suck. Be open to not everything being easy breezy. Just because something is in alignment doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy. That's a huge one. Things can still be hard. Manifestations can still be hard. It can still be hard to do something even if it's right. And, side note, caveat, it can still be easy to do things when it's not right for you, when it's not aligned for you. So understanding what actually feels intuitively like it's the the best thing for you or it's the path that you want to go down or it's the thing that you want to pursue or the thing that's right for you is really important because we can't go, we can't gauge just by, oh, does this feel easier? Does this feel hard? That doesn't really tell us what's in alignment or what's intuitively right for us because wrong things can be easy and right things can be hard. Number three. It's not all up to you. You can take the pressure off of needing to do it all by yourself when you build a connection with God, source, universe, and become the co-creator of your reality. This, this changed everything for me, and I think this is why I love teaching manifestation and spiritual concepts so much is because I used to be the person that felt like Anything was possible for me, but I, it was all up to me and I had to make it happen and all of the weight was on my shoulders and I had to be the best and I had to do everything and I had to figure it all out by myself and I didn't have that foundation of really understanding that there was something larger than me. There was a divine orchestration happening in my life that was going to support me getting the things that I wanted and becoming the version of myself that I felt was possible. And when you finally lean in to that trust and surrender of accepting that you are not just the sole creator of your reality, but the co-creator, meaning that there is someone, something else who is also on the journey with you, spinning it into reality, you get to relax a little bit. You get to, it feels like taking a deep breath. It's just like, oh, okay. I do my part and the universe does its part, but it's not all up to me. I don't have to do absolutely everything. When you actually trust your desires and you have that spiritual connection of some kind whatever it is for you whatever you call it is not really important but that you feel that there is guidance and support and divine orchestration you can relax not fully sometimes we're still stressed (laughs) but you can take a breather and just remember like if it's important to me it's important to the universe 
my desires are the language of the soul. If I'm desiring it, it's on purpose. There's a reason, right? So when you understand those things, which I've talked about a lot on the podcast, you guys know this, these are a lot of like the, the foundations of my spiritual beliefs. But when you actually step into that, you can take a deep breath and it will actually help you get there faster because you won't be so exhausted and you won't feel like, oh my, any mistake or any road bump or any hurdle is like the end of the world because you fucked up and now you have to fix everything. Like believing that there's something else that's part of this co-creation with you and that things are happening for you rather than to you is really going to allow you to move in a more effective way and not being so frantic and chaotic and self-doubtful and like, oh my gosh, was that the right thing? Did I make the wrong choice? Because you know I'm always on my path and I just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And if it's still on my heart and if it's still important to me, it will come to me, right? What is for me will not miss me. So that's a huge one. And number four is to find people who have done what you want to do and get as close to them as possible. Like this, it like beyond the level of just like, investing in yourself or hiring a coach of some kind or doing a course it's like I've learned throughout this journey that proximity really matters and getting close to the people who have created what you're desiring it changes things like you wouldn't freaking believe and sometimes sometimes you have to pay to play which was a lesson that I learned really early on in my journey I remember I had the opportunity to be featured on a really big podcast and they wanted me to pay for my guest feature on the show. And I had never heard of anybody charging to have you on their podcast before because most people do podcast interviews as kind of like mutual exchanges and it's really just like free media and you don't really see very often that people are charging um, to have you on the show. If they if they don't want to have you on, they just don't have you on versus asking you to pay them, right? So I remember reaching out to someone that I really looked up to in kind of like the influencer space. Um, and I sent him a message and I just wanted to get his opinion on it because I'd never seen that before. And I was still really on, early on in my journey. And he told me, you know, sometimes you have to pay to play. And I was like, wow, shit, okay, okay. I mean, he obviously gave me more advice than just that, but he was like, if if it's absolutely going to break the bank for you and it's unsafe, like you don't need to do it, there will be other podcasts that will have you on for free. But if it's an opportunity that you really want to take and you're able to find a way to pay for it, sometimes the truth is that you just have to get in the game. Find a way to get in the game. And that really stuck with me. And I think that was one of the, yeah, that's one of like the guiding principles of how I've pursued working with my own coaches and mentors is I'm going to pay to play because you bet your bottom dollar I'm going to be in this game and I will see you at the top because I'm willing to do whatever it takes to 
figure out how to run this type of business, how to build this type of wealth, how to have the life that I want to have. And I'm not scared to take risks and I will figure it the fuck out. Like I've told you guys many times before, like the the first business coach that I invested in, I had to borrow $5,000 because I did not have the money, but I was like, I understand this principle of needing to get in the game, paying to play, being able to get close to somebody who's created something that I also want to create and just going for it and figuring it out from there. And there's been, since then, you know, there's been lots of really cool opportunities where I've been able to get closer to some of my coaches and mentors doing things like VIP days where, you know, you spend a couple thousand dollars, but you get to spend the full day with your coach or mentor working on your dreams, your vision, the nitty gritty pieces of your business, what you're trying to create in your life. Um, and those are some of like things like that is sometimes things that feel um, unnecessary or kind of like a little bit out there to people. They're like, literally, you're going to pay that much money for like a day to like, they're basically charging you to hang out with them. Like that feels, that feels weird to some people. And I totally get that. Um, But proximity matters. And when you get close to the people that have created something that you are desiring, you start to absorb that energy and not to mention if you can actually ask them questions and have conversations with them and get their insight and get their eyes on what it is that you're creating, cultivating, growing, manifesting, man, like that's a whole other level of growth that you just unlocked for yourself. So I would definitely give my younger self the advice of of remembering that it's important to find people who have done what you want to do and get as close to them as possible. That shit (laughs) changed my life fully, like no joke. Which is just another reason why I'm so excited for the retreat in December. If you guys haven't signed up and you're not coming to the retreat, we have a couple of spots left available. And this is just gonna be such an epic opportunity for us to meet and hang out in person. Like imagine that, I'm tingling, thinking about being able to actually hug you guys and meet in person and do this work like just for a full five days together. If you've ever come to a free workshop or masterclass of mine, you can kind of imagine what the teaching part of the retreat is going to be like. We are going to have pretty much like two workshops or masterclasses per day, but They're just going to be so much more powerful and potent because we're going to be in person and we're actually going to be able to speak to one another and share and converse and do really amazing embodiment work. Like, oh my God, even just like the dance parties I'm so excited for. But anyway, that's me getting, getting on off track. Um, but yeah, like proximity has been such a huge part of my journey of getting close to people that have created things that I want and not to mention how much my life has changed from retreats I might do a full episode on that because something big has shifted for me every single time that I've gone on retreat it's like like something major in my life like huge monumental shifts have happened 
every single time that I've gone on retreat. It's wild. I can't really explain the magic of it. Um, You just have to do it for yourself. If you've never been on an experience like a retreat, I really, really encourage you to look into it and to come and join us. It's so amazing. We're going to do yoga every single day. We're going to eat amazing food. We're going to have our workshops and masterclass time where we do incredible work and you guys are going to learn so much. You're literally going to walk away a new person and your life is going to change. It has to. It has to. There's no way that you can come out of an experience like this retreat and not have your life change. So if you've been thinking about doing coaching or a program or something of that nature and you just haven't done it yet but you'd really like to have that experience in a in-person immersive transformative environment and kind of skyrocket your growth and your transformation in just a week a retreat is an amazing amazing way to do that there's so many up levels that happen once you go on retreat and you get a lot of coaching and learning and insight, even though it's just five days, but it's it's really packed in and there's so much potency and it's just going to be so powerful. Oh my God, I'm so, so, so excited. So I'm going to leave the link below if you guys want to check out everything that we're going to do on the retreat, what you can expect, uh, what kind of topics that we're going to cover inside of our workshops and masterclasses and the location. We're going to be on this amazing beachfront villa in the Dominican Republic. You can walk right out of your room onto the white sands. We have this whole area of beautiful beach to ourselves. We have an amazing pool, a chef. Like this is a life-changing experience. So if you're thinking about it, you are going to want to figure out a way to be there. Trust me. There's only a few spots left. But anywho, I want to talk to you guys a little bit in this episode about habits that I'm getting back into. And these are super, super simple. Like there's nothing groundbreaking. I'm not going to tell you anything that you don't already know. But just sharing the realness that my habits and routines have been so out of whack the past couple of weeks and even months like I shared at the beginning because of everything that's been going on in my life and just how intense this whole process was. So these are some things that I'm getting back into and I'm committing to. And I'll be doing this alongside the women who are in from Burnt Out to Badass because we do have a strong focus on habits inside of that program. But even if you're just listening to the podcast, like maybe it's a, a motivation for you to take Virgo season as a sign to reevaluate how you are approaching your health and wellness, how you're treating your mind, your body, the things that you are making time and space for versus the things that you're kind of allowing to slip through the cracks. So the basic, basic, I'm literally just going back to basics, like drinking more water. Like I am the dehydration queen of just like I could like drink a tiny glass of water in a day and not even realize that I needed probably three more liters So I'm going to try to drink more water. I got myself these nice little like glass jars and glass straws, like something that just makes it feel cute and exciting to drink my water. I know that sounds so lame, but like literally if it's in a cute cup, I'm more likely to drink it. So drinking more water is one. I also need to get back into taking my supplements because during the move, I was supposed to take supplements like three to four times a day. And it takes a lot of mental effort to actually remember 
all of those supplements and the times of day that you're supposed to take them. So like you guys know, I've been working with my nutritionist and healing my gut and my skin. And shocking life update, I just found out that I have a parasite. Like, are you kidding me? I've been... I've been working so hard on trying to heal my gut for the past 11 months, I think. And I find out literally the week that I move into my house that I have a parasite. I I feel like we're close enough for me to tell you this. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but you guys, obviously I don't have a doctor down here yet. So I'm like... I have to go to a minute clinic, which is just like a quick, like stop in emergency thing. They have them inside the pharmacies. So I go to CVS, I go to this minute clinic and this random, I was praying that it would be a female doctor. Nope. It's male. Literally has to examine my butthole. (laughs) There is no more shocking way to start your Monday morning than a male doctor you've never seen before in your life spreading your butt cheeks. I'm sorry. Like that was just the cherry on top, the cherry on top. And then to tell you, you have a parasite. I'm like, amazing. I love this. And then I find out that the medicine for this parasite is over $700. Thank goodness for insurance, but like still didn't cover it all. I'm like, wow, welcome back to America. What a shocking transition coming from living in Europe where healthcare is actually good quality and free. (laughs) And that medicine probably would have cost me $5 instead of $200. Um, So that's how that's going. So anyway, I'm like, okay, I need to first of all address the fucking parasite that's living in my intestines and I need to get back to taking my supplements because all of my pill bottles were like packed away. I finally just found them, sorted them out, got my little pill box out, organized everything and I'm ready to go. All right. We're getting back into it. We're just rolling with the punches of everything that's been happening lately. Just keep moving one foot in front of the other girlies. You can do this. So if you're someone who takes any kind of supplements, like if you take fish oil or a probiotic or a reishi or ashwagandha or anything that helps support your body, your digestion, your immune system, this is your reminder to make a plan, get a cute little pill box so that you can pre-fill everything so that it's so easy to remember to take them. And my thing is that I have to put it somewhere where I'm going to see it because if it's, even if it's like in a drawer or something, I'll forget. Like it has to be, it's, mm, it's not the vibe for like the kitchen, but it has to be on the counter. So that's the only thing that helps me take them. (laughs) Uh, The other thing is that I'm getting back into moving my body. So we have a gym in our building, which is so nice. So I can just literally go downstairs and get a workout in. And obviously my beach walks, which is amazing. So I've been to the gym twice, but making a making a making a uh, commitment to myself or a devotion rather. I can't remember where we talked about this. Maybe it was on the abundance workshop. 
I think it was, there were some people talking about discipline and discipline is a word that can really turn some people off. It feels icky. It feels like a lot of work. It feels like very masculine energy of like pushing and forcing. So you can swap that word for devotion. And instead of being disciplined in your routines or in your workouts or whatever it is, you can be devoted to moving your body or serving your body or doing something good for your body that day. So I'm reigniting that fire trying to get back into being devoted to moving my body. I'm just going to be real. Like everything feels so annoying when it comes to movement. I, I, there's nothing right now that excites me. I don't want to box. I don't want to do Pilates. I definitely don't want to do hit. That feels like throw up in my mouth. I, you know, weightlifting is like, yes and no. I'm just bored. Like if I don't, if I don't know exactly what I'm doing, then like if I don't have like the workout pre-planned for me, I just kind of get there and I do some leg stuff and then I'm like, what do I do now? (laughs) So, and I, I just, everything is like giving me the ick about movement. So I'm not going to lie. It's probably going to be a bit of a journey getting devoted back to daily movement because it feels gross to me right now. It feels not fun. It feels really boring. It feels like the last thing that I want to do. And maybe you can relate. But it's Virgo season, baby. And it's time to get back into our health and wellness. So we can make an effort together. And just know if you do see me like doing my daily walks or working out, like sometimes I think what we see on Instagram is deceiving. Um, because maybe I'll just share like a quick video of walking on the beach or like uh, a snap of me like in the gym. Um, But sometimes I don't get the chance to share the full like what's going on in my head the entire time. And a lot of what's going on in my head when I'm working out is (laughs) I don't want to be here. When can I be done? This is so boring. I hate this. This is annoying. This workout is stupid. This is so boring. I don't want to be here. Like just over and over and over again. So moving through those thoughts and just bearing witness to them, allowing them to be present, but not allowing them to dictate how I show up or what I do next. That's, that's always what we're trying to do, right? Is being the observer of our thoughts, but not allowing them to change what we've decided is important to us and to continue move for, moving forward in those things. Okay, the last one is just my sleep routine. So I I suck. That's all I'm going to say about sleep routines. I suck. I always go to bed too late. Like after 11 p.m. is just too late for me. And that's been a norm for a while. So and then obviously I set my alarm for like 645 and it goes off and because I'm my own boss and I can kind of do whatever, I'm like, um, no, I'm going to sleep a little bit longer. So I really, really, really need to get a better sleep routine, which starts at night. Like I can't just, none of us can just wake up earlier without getting good, effective sleep the night before. So the sleep routine, if you're like me and you want to sort yourself out, it all starts with the day before 
And I think one of the big things for me is really underestimating how long things take in terms of making dinner, eating, cleaning everything up, taking the dog out for his evening walk. Like sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, okay, we have like an hour until I want to be in bed. Bitch, that is not long enough to like do. Oh, and then don't forget, you have to take your makeup off and wash your face and do your five-step skincare routine and all the things. Like I need a lot of preparation time to be able to get in bed at the right time, which means I need to close my laptop way earlier and I need to start making dinner way earlier than when I'm ready to eat. That's like a toxic trait of mine. I'm like, oh, it's time for me to eat dinner. Let me start right now thinking about what I'm going to make and then pulling things out of the fridge and beginning the prep. Like, like it's all connected right so I'm gonna be working on getting a better sleep routine not saying that it's gonna be perfect in fact I know that it's not Um, but also just permission for you if you're working on changing any of your habits or routines just not going into it with the expectation that it's gonna be perfect and that starting on Monday every day you're gonna hit every single thing like probably not right We've been there before. We've done that before. We've tried that before. It's probably not going to work out that way. But being willing to keep going, even when you've had like two or three or four days of not doing things in the way that you wanted to and just jumping right back in. So that's it for me. (laughs) Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, There was some advice, some inspo, some ranting, Uh, some just real shares of what's going on for me in my life and what I'm working to improve on. So I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, take a screenshot, share it to your stories, tag me at underscore Samantha Daily and at Makeshift Happen Podcast. Don't forget, there are still a few spots to come on the Dream Life Immersion Retreat in the Dominican Republic this December. So if you're interested in coming, you can always send me a DM if you have more questions or click the link in my bio on Instagram or below in the show notes to read all the details about the retreat and save your spot. I cannot wait to see you there, meet you in person, give you a hug and have the most transformational, incredible five days together. I love you guys so much and I will talk to you soon. Bye.